Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of Real Talk with Nick Anderson. Today's episode is a little different from the typical one. I speak with health and fitness coach Olivia. We talk about the very realness of burnout in corporate America. So if you're looking for one of those podcasts about how to get fit, how to stay active, this might not be the best one for you, but also it might be because I think we all have a little bit of burnout in us and you may not realize that you are burned out. So I hope you listen to this one because it's really good and a really important topic that I don't think enough people talk about. Enjoy. This is our second time trying this recording. <laughs> Did not work out the first time. But um, like I was trying to say on the first one, for everyone listening, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell me what you're all about? So um, I'm Olivia, Olivia Whalen, and I am a certified personal trainer and health coach for working millennial women um, trying to beat burnout and establish healthy fitness routines for themselves. Um, I myself also um, am working in corporate right now, so I have experience in that space too, trying to set up um, healthy boundaries for myself. Um, so now I help other women do that. That's amazing. And I think that's such an underrated topic in the <laughs> health and fitness community about yes. um, burnout and how we all have very real lives aside from what happens in or in the gym and with our nutrition, whatever. Um, so I think that's an amazing undertaking is that you kind of focus on that, that burnout idea. Um, and this is definitely going to be a little bit different than any podcast I usually do, because <laughs> this is generally like a very health based thing, but like mental health, I actually do talk about that quite a bit, mm -hmm. but um, burnout is a huge thing. So why don't you tell me like about your experience with burnout and also about how you help your clients with that? Because I think that's fascinating. Sure. Yeah. So my experience with burnout probably goes back to like, God, when I was like a teenager, um, just because I, I mean, I'm definitely a type A personality. I'm the oldest child. I, you know, like the whole nine yards, I was an athlete. I was a straight A student and I was just always, I always strived to be perfect. And I felt like that was because of like the pressure that I put on myself and the pressure that I felt others putting on me as well. So juggling all that in high school, an athlete, like a really good student, um, and then went to college where I then was surrounded by other people who were exactly like me. So the competition <laughs> became a lot higher, I, you, like I guess I want to say. And um, at that point, I had stopped playing soccer and stopped running track competitive, competitively. So in a sense, I felt like I lost a huge outlet for myself. So as someone that has always struggled with anxiety, that extra stress and that um, extra competition and that perfectionism that I was dealing with, um, it really manifested itself into an eating disorder when I was in college. 
Um, and that's like a topic that I also talk about a lot with um, eating disorders, especially is that like people have this misconception that eating disorders are about like food. And it's not, it's, it's really about control. And anyone that has ever gone through an eating disorder will 100% tell you the same exact thing. I felt like I had lost control in my life. Um, and that was due to the burnout that I was experiencing. So to get out of that, I had to go through intensive therapy. Um, I had to drop a few classes in college, which was so not like me at all. But it was the right thing to do at the time because my health was more important. Um, I saw a therapist. I still see a therapist. I started antidepressants, which I know everyone's different, but they worked for me. Thank God. So that was also part of my recovery. And then things really started turning around for me once I graduated college, to be honest. Um, and then after college, I started my corporate job, which is um, in financial technology. And uh, I think having had my experience in college with burnout, I was very quick to catch myself path once I started my um nine to five job. I knew the certain patterns there. Um, and I knew that I had boundaries and I was very, um, I made sure that I didn't push myself over the edge. Like I saw so many of my colleagues because, you know, I had been there all before and I didn't want to go down that path again. So I'm very vocal about that, um, with my colleagues about why burnout is just not productive at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where my whole experience come, comes from and why I got into what I did, just because my personal experience makes me so passionate about it. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about my experience. <laughs> I think it's great that you are able to talk about that uh, with your colleagues, because um, I think in the corporate world, we pretend that it doesn't exist, right? Oh, yeah. There's, Especially there's in like America. That- Oh, definitely. Especially in America. There's like that idea that if you work longer than your nine to five, you're, you're doing a great job, like putting in extra hours, even though your salary is like, it's um so sh- like there's light shown upon that. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it feels good almost in the moment. Like you feel like you're doing the right thing until you go home and realize that you are completely burned out and you're not taking any self-care for yourself, any time for yourself. Actually, I think it was you that um, posted that thing about not filling your own cup first. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I thought that was amazing. Like, um, cause I, I think I've been guilty of that too. I work a corporate job as well. I work a job in engineering and it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like, you're praised for working extra hours and it's like working just the standard 40 hours is almost frowned upon. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of sad because we should be working to live, not living to work, but there's such an opposite idea around that. And I think it's getting perpetuated more and more. And I think since like COVID started, people Mm -hmm. are realizing that we need to take time for ourselves and it's not something that we talk about enough. I agree. I think too, I think there's kind of with the whole like working from home scenario, I think there's, there's two, um, two ends of the spectrum, right? Like you have those people who don't really know that boundary between where work and life ends. And then there's also those people who are 
thriving in this type of environment because they feel like they have more time to themselves. They can easily log off at the end of the day and just like say like, okay, like this is now, now my time. I fell into that latter category where it's like, okay, 4.30, I'm closing my laptop. I'm done for the day. Whereas I know a few very hard time with that. Um, and so I think that, yeah, I think the, um, the whole work from home situation kind of raised a lot of like questions, like what is the most optimal way to work? And, you know, I feel like everyone is different, but um, at the end of the day, you have to make time for yourself, um, no matter who you are, because if you're not, the productivity is eventually going to go down because you're not going to be um, taking care of all the other aspects of yourself that is that are getting neglected by working too much. So, absolutely, if you're mentally burned out, you're not. You're just going to sit there at your desk. Like, I yep. definitely have times. I hope my supervisor doesn't listen to this podcast because that would be bad. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> but like, I definitely have times where I'm just like sitting at my desk, like browsing Instagram mm-hmm. for hours because I don't want to do anything because I'm so yep. burned out. And I think when this first work from home thing started, um, I fell into that first category of like not being able to separate my work life from my life life, especially mm-hmm. at the time I was living in a very small apartment. Like if my desk was my kitchen table yeah. and my kitchen table, like my kitchen and my living room weren't really separate. So I was kind of spending all my time in the same area. And I found myself at like 7.30 still working. And I'm like, dude, like shut the laptop. It's it's time <laughs> to be done. And my yeah. fiance was like the same thing. Like, dude, shut the laptop. <laughs> like, are you going to come like sit on the couch with me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just, just five more minutes. And then it turns into hours. Yeah. And then I started getting burned out. And then it was like, all right, four o'clock's here. Three fifties <laughs> here. Like, <laughs> let's. Yeah let's shut down for the day. And I've, I found myself so much less productive and so burnt out from this whole thing. I don't, I don't work from home specifically or not specifically. Oh, what's the word? Strictly Normal. work from home anymore. It's, it's yep. like a half and half type of thing. Oh, okay. But regardless, like I'm still burnt out from, from that time and how wow. the corporate setting is still like just work, 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 work. And I'm like, I, I don't want it. I just don't want it. Yeah. I know. And I mean, for me personally, like, I feel like I have this very strong calling to change that. Like, I want it to be one of my, like, life's missions to change that about how our society views work, how we view productivity, because um, especially, like, I can speak from my own experience. Like, I know that, obviously, like, burnout serves no one. And like you said, like, the way that our culture... Um, views like what hard work looks like it it really isn't anything like that's beneficial to any anyone if you look at how um the European um, job market really operates it's the opposite like they take breaks in the middle of the day they have like siesta we don't Mm -hmm. have that they like you said it's like we we live to work while they work to live and I feel like we need to make that shift as a society um and you know I honestly do kind of feel like in a way our generation is shifting more in that direction I think from learning from our parents generation that was very like (laughs) live to work um I think part of the reason too that I'm so passionate about this is because I saw 
a lack of balance in my parents' lives. And, you know, I don't want that for myself as a parent when I eventually have a family as well, you know? So. Yeah. It's, it's that's interesting that you bring that up about the generational thing, because I think that's very true. I, I guess I never really thought of it that way, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like the younger generation is, seems to be shifting towards that at least somewhat. I don't yeah. think all of us are, but some of us kind of get stuck in that, that trap that the older generation has set for us. Mm-hmm. But I think as things transition over the next 30, 40 years, the younger generation will start being the people in charge in these corporate yep. settings. And hopefully <laughs> that will lead to that shift. But who knows? I guess time will tell. Um, exactly. So let's let's discuss like how this plays into your role as a, a personal trainer and how your mm-hmm. clients can experience this and how, how that makes it difficult to live a active and healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So I guess like a good, um, I'll like say like a scenario of like a client, like my typical client is a workaholic. Um, they really, they don't know that boundary at the end of the day where they should shut off their laptops. Like I said, um, and where I come in as a personal trainer, it's like, I teach you those boundaries for yourself and stop feeling guilty so that you can take care of yourself at the end of the day. Um, and one of the habits I actually get or I try to get my clients into is waking up earlier, starting their day off doing something for themselves. Because when you start your day off putting yourself first, think about how much better your day is going to be, right? So um, I know I really emphasize to my clients that they should create habits that work for them, that they're happy with, that they're comfortable with, that they know that they can sustain. I don't force my clients to work out in the morning if that's absolutely nothing that they want to do. But I really try to ingrain that idea of waking up and doing something for yourself, whether that be working out or doing like a simple 10 minute, 10 minute meditation, things like that. So I really help my clients to think about in terms of like that perspective where it should absolutely always come first. I love that. I love that you're telling them to start their day with something for them because that kind of gets you into that mindset of like, today is for you. It's not exactly. for your job. It's for you. And you're going to your job to make money for you. Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to your job because like, you. I mean, maybe there are some people and like for these people, congratulations, you've earned like a special place in the world. But for <laughs> those people that go to their job and love it, like amazing. I'm so happy for you. I wish I could be you. I know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I feel that way too. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's crazy how we can just like, if, if you, you don't take those steps for yourself, you just get sucked into that. Um, at my job, <laughs> I get really upset because I like to, I prioritize my health and fitness as well. Yep. And eating is very important to me oh, I, yeah. love, oh, gosh. I love I love exactly where food. you're going with this <laughs> <laughs> and the owner of my company loves to put meetings at 12 o'clock <laughs> oh can I tell you that is my absolute biggest pet peeve me and too I'll tell you, consider go, go on with your story and I'll tell you exactly what I'm gonna say after because I have a very personal story about that <laughs> oh I can't wait so I'll I'll make this quick because I'm really excited to hear your story <laughs> but I spoke up about it once and it was, we do like a weekly call on Friday 
And at the end of the call, he was like, yeah, so does this time work for everybody? And I was like, you know what? No. Like, <laughs> can we not have this at lunchtime on a Friday? Like, I want to eat. <laughs> like, and how freaking ridiculous is that? He's oh given me God. shit about it for, like, the last month. Like, jokingly. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, Nick is not going to interfere with your with your snack time. And I'm like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But at one point, he was like, yeah, but Nick's the only one who had the balls to say anything about it. So it literally... guys, advocate for yourselves. Like, if you don't want 12 o'clock meetings, speak up. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. So I need to hear your story because I'm really <laughs> excited. Like, I couldn't even focus through telling mine. So... <laughs> So the way my team works is that we have shifts where we have to be like on active status in order to take work items or be able to take incoming tickets from clients like that. And you have to be, you literally have to be at your seat to do this. And I'm not the type of person that likes to work and eat. And I, I also tell my clients that that's not a habit that you should. I agree. Did I lose you again? Yeah, I think it broke up for a second, but I'm here. Uh, okay, we're good. Cool. Okay, yeah. So basically what happens is that you're on uh, you're on one shift until noon, and then at noon, you switch to the other shift. So you're on active pretty much all day. Wow. And I, myself, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, okay, first of all, I have a background with an eating disorder, so this automatically is triggering to me because I'm like, I know I need to make time for myself to eat. When am I going to eat? right? So because of this, um, I speak to my managers, like I need time during the day to eat lunch. Like that's not a negotiable for me. And what's crazy to me is that this had for, in order for me to get this accommodation, I had to go through loops and bounds through HR to get this accommodated for me to get a lunch break. Yeah. And even after going to HR, it still wasn't like, there were still kinks in it. Meaning like I would still be put on the schedule even when I asked like, this is my time, please do not put me on the schedule. I, oh need, I, need, an, I need an hour during the day, in the middle of the day to eat lunch, take care of myself, have a mental break. I need that. So should everyone else pretty much. But you know, I had to, I had to ask for accommodations for that. And that's where that's- I find... Yeah, that's what I find just wrong. So for me, I have a block in my schedule from 1130 to 1230 every day. It's a private appointment for lunch. And if anyone schedules anything during that time, I decline because that is my time, you know? So, but yeah, it it just, it was astonishing to me that I had to go through that many obstacles just to get that accommodation for an eating disorder. Like that was for my eating disorder recovery. And that's how difficult it was. Yeah. So you you had to like bring up the fact that you had an eating disorder to get that accommodated. If you didn't have that, it wouldn't be Correct. accommodated. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That's that's so disturbing because yep. our our corporate lives are denying us basic human functions. Like <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have to we have to be able to make time to eat to go to the bathroom like I don't know how many times I've been stuck in a call and like I gotta pee I gotta pee I gotta pee (laughs) I know and like someone just keeps like going over the same concept over and over again you're like all right I heard this topic five times can we just end this right here like this could have been an email anyway like 
it's so stupid <laughs> yeah that's it's horrible and, and it makes it makes our just like our regular lives more difficult let alone being like healthy and active and all that and making time to i don't know do all the fit stuff which makes it hard as a coach <laughs> and a yeah. person who likes to be fit <laughs> exactly and i mean i think from working with my clients like i really help them to realize that that like their job should not take away from like basic human functions and I'll tell you right now that I've had three or four clients quit their jobs while working with me because they realized that this is not the way to live like I, I swear like I've had three or four clients quit a job because that's amazing I help them to realize like what you're doing is not healthy like it's a job you know it's not your life like you can find a different job that doesn't leave you to this misery, you know? So. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I think I was actually talking to my therapist about this not too long ago because we all need therapy to deal with uh, Mm -hmm. our jobs. Isn't that that crazy? I do too. (laughs) But like she was saying that your job is like, they should be thankful to you for Uh bringing them in business and we treat it like we owe them something like we have to work through lunch because they're giving us the opportunity to have a job when it's really like they should be grateful to us we could we could leave anytime we want exactly yeah it's very true yeah it's I don't even know (laughs) I know it's uh it's I am very passionate about this subject so I was very happy that you asked me to be on this podcast because I was like, oh, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> yes, I've heard you talk a lot about this. And I never like, I, it's something I've been thinking about more and more. And obviously, like, this is a fitness podcast primarily, yeah. but like, it applies because it's hard to fit fitness. And that sounds so stupid. <laughs> it's hard to fit fitness into your life around work, but you should be uh-huh. able to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's true. Like a lot of my clients are like, well, I log on at seven 30 and I log off at six. Like, when am I going to fit in? Um, when am I going to fit in my workout? And I'm like, we need to change this whole conversation to be like, when should you actually be logging on and off of work? Because it's probably not seven 30 and 6 PM. Yeah, definitely. I am so guilty of having done that when we were first like working from home. I was on at 7.30 and I was probably off at 7.30. Yeah, like, oh my god. PTSD. (laughs) I just just heard you sigh and I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Wow, what a time to be alive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know, it really is. But yeah, this is this is a great topic, and I don't know what else I want. Like, there's a thousand things that I want to say about it, but I don't know what what I want to say about it. So I'm I'm struggling a little bit. <laughs> I guess like something I want to say is like it's so normalized in our culture too. To yes. the point where like people don't even realize that they're burned out. Um, and I actually did a live in my Facebook group. Um, it's called Living Fit with Liv for anyone that's listening that's interested. But um, I did a live in my Facebook group about ways to tell that you're burned out. And some of them aren't always obvious. Um, 
one of the non-obvious reasons is like you're getting sick all the time some people don't really put two and two together that like a weakened immune system is because of burnout um another one is change in appetite um because you're so stressed out that like your body's reacting in that way um chronic illness um more susceptible to injury those are all symptoms of burnout um and I actually can relate to a lot of those I actually had um I actually had a stress fracture in my um, femur a few years ago because I was training for a half marathon and because of work, because of life, because of the training that I was undergoing, I, I literally put my body under stress to the point where I had a fracture. It, that's, it's called a stress fracture for a reason. So um, basically like when you don't make time for your health, you're, you're going to be forced to eventually. Um, and I think that's a lot of, that's the cause of a lot of health problems in this country is that people are forced to make time for their health because they didn't take time to take care of themselves to begin with. You're um, absolutely right. right? I, I love that you listed out all those symptoms too, because I related to almost every single one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I could talk about the time that I felt most burned out. Um, yeah, tell me about that. So this was... I don't know, like six months ago, I, I wasn't work, like wasn't working from home anymore. This was not the 6.30 to 7.30 job time. I realized, actually, this was the time that I was most burned out because I was working technically three jobs at once. Yeah. It just uh-huh. felt like the right thing to do. So let me just like walk you through my routine, yeah, which so was <laughs> wake up 5 o'clock a.m., go to the gym for like an hour or whatever, come home get ready for work, go to work, leave work at four, go directly to my second job at the same gym that I just worked out at that morning. (laughs) Uh, I worked there for like two hours. I got home at 7.30, eat, and then I have like 20 minutes to myself. Wow. And I didn't realize that there was anything wrong with that for like three or four months. I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like I'm killing it. I'm hustling. This is great. And then one day I was sitting on the couch talking to my fiance and she was like, Hey, when was the last time you had a day off? Oh and my God. it all just sunk in at that moment. And I was like, Oh my God, I work a 40 hour a week job. I work 12 hours a week at the gym and I probably put at least 12 hours into my own business. Like yep. I work 64 hours a week. And then that day I was like, I'm putting in my two weeks at the gym. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I had wow, such like I a sinking that's feeling. That's yeah. though. Honestly, it was one of the best that. things I did. I like and now how you have your own personal training business. So it's like, you're already doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing both at the same time. And like, cause I wanted to get that hands-on in-person mm. experience, but. Yeah. I get that. I, I miss it, but like, oh my god, I do not miss it. <laughs> I know that that's just too much. Um, and yeah, I was wondering why I was so stressed all the time. Like, on the days that I did work from home, I literally would scream at my computer when it wouldn't load for like five seconds. Oh, like, <laughs> I've been there. Oh my god, I've been there. I hate that. That's like, <laughs> I hate when my computer doesn't load, especially when I'm like logging in on the morning and I know I have to be on active at eight and my laptop's just like taking good old time getting logged on. I like shake it. I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one, but but, to, but like for the two of us, that's a symptom of burnout right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess just getting irritability yeah I don't know if I mentioned that before but irritability is another um 
common one. And usually we take that out on our friends and family, which is the most important, the most like frustrating because then your relationship starts to suffer. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of things that are affected by burnout that people, again, are not aware of. Um, they don't really realize that like that's the root cause. Um, and actually something that I, something else that I talked about in my live is that like there are ways to treat it like through adaptogens like I mentioned ashwagandha and things like that but at the end of the day <laughs> you can't and I think I use this in the live too you can't you can't out adaptogen a bad lifestyle like you can't treat it with supplements you actually have to treat the problem which is your lifestyle right um, yeah that sounds like a band-aid Exactly. It is. And uh, while it can help with like the symptoms, you got to fix the problem. And it's usually mm-hmm. the lifestyle. That's a damn good point. And mm-hmm. I hope that people that are listening are <laughs> relating to this a lot and really thinking like kind of evaluating their own situation and maybe taking that self-reflection to see, am I burned out? Do I need to make some changes in my life? Do I need to put a bandaid on this? <laughs> like, yeah. And one of the, one of the tips that I do give my clients too, is that they have to shift the priorities around in order to make prioritized scheduled time for themselves every day. Like you mentioned that you were getting only 20 minutes to yourself every day, which is not a lot for my clients. I tell them like, okay, you need 45 minutes, you need an hour, you need this amount of time every day scheduled in your planner while you're first starting to build up your routine. That's solely dedicated to yourself, whether it be a workout, whether it be literally just sitting on the couch relaxing, I don't care what it is. But as long as you're dedicating that time to yourself and nothing else, that's what I want you to focus on. Um, And that really helps them to like build that connection between like putting themselves first and eliminating anything else that's not really important in the whole grand scheme thing that is great advice and exactly the same advice that my therapist gave me when i was first mm. starting to feel burnt out so definitely can tell that that's good advice <laughs> maybe i should be a therapist maybe i should you know i think you'd make a pretty good one <laughs> it's actually funny because my therapist told me that too when she told when i told her i was like yeah i'm like starting to go into like health coaching and personal training she was like she's like god damn olivia this is perfect for you <laughs> she's for like sure. i always pictured this is something that you would do um, and amazing. so I guess I'm just like putting this into fruition. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And I think it's a, a great undertaking for you. I think you're going to be great at it. And honestly, like you already are great at it because of oh, how much you, you talk about it. Like, it's amazing. I, I, I've gotten a lot out of your content about burnout too. So that's so, oh, that means so much. I'm glad. <laughs> I hope everyone else does. And for those of you who would like to hear your content about burnout, how can they find you? So you can follow me on Instagram at live your fit. Um, so that's L I V your, um, and then F I T. So live your fit. Um, and then I also have a Facebook group called living fit with live. Um, and there's ways that you can easily find out how to contact me. Once you find those pages, I have all of my information in my links. Um, so yeah, plus like you can look on, um, Nick's profile too if you follow him I'm definitely in his followers because we um we connected a while back I think now <laughs> yeah it's it's been a while we've been like somewhat Instagram friends for a while so <laughs> yeah since, like, just like interacting with like... each other I love Instagram I love how you can just like make friends with complete strangers oh it's I so know fun. it's so awesome <laughs> and now here we are like doing a podcast it's yeah what a world we live in again <laughs> I know 
Yeah, I mean, I'd love to do another one too. Um, so feel free to invite me for like whatever other topics that you're interested because in, I I love doing this. Absolutely, I would love to have you back on a second time. And in the meantime, like, thank you so much for coming on this time. I think this was fantastic, thank and you. I hope a lot of people get something out of it. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, yeah, I hope anyone that is listening to, if you want to reach out to either of us, just you know, send us a DM, send us an email. Um, and we'll be happy to answer anything. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.